0: blockchain, mask, fungible, non-fungible. Fiat is out, Digital is in. We need to talk about crypto with the men who will make you rich. Sean and Mike.
1: What up, what up? (laughs) The boys are back. It's Sean and Mike with
2: We Need to Talk About Crypto, your favorite Podcast about crypto investing, making money.
1: You're here to learn. We're here to earn. And today we are in um, an, an interesting place, aren't we, Michael? Yeah. Um,
2: we thought that we were done jet setting for a little while after going to Utah and AlphaCon, and something big came up in the world um, the past couple weeks, and we kind of couldn't stay away in good uh, consciousness. Yeah, Good conscience.
1: Yeah, but well, we were awake we, for it. Too. We were pretty conscious too. Yeah, yeah. Our good consciousness. We were wide awake when we made this decision. Yeah, guys, you might remember just to give you a full picture here. Um, we will explain the noise you're hearing in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay, you might remember that the last week we were saying it could be the last episode because we had no more money. We mm-hmm. had no more sponsors. Uh, the word of the week was insolvency, and we said that if we couldn't figure something out, the show was over. Well, good news, weird news. We figured out we could actually take the Ukrainian army up on an offer yes. to come fight for the country of Ukraine.
2: Yes, um, we are in Ukraine right now. Yeah, uh, President Zelensky put out a call to the world, president of Ukraine, and said, if you are willing to come fight for us in our uh, fight for freedom against Russia... We will give you money. We will train you. We will even give you a gun. Mm -hmm. And that just seemed, where Sean and I were at in our lives a week ago, this seemed kind of like too good of an opportunity to pass up.
1: Yeah, it's like we were adrift. We were lost. We didn't know what to do. And it's almost like the universe kind of like gave us a purpose. And then these Ukrainian guys gave us a gun, which is super fucking cool.
2: Yeah, um, the gun is... Definitely, like the coolest part.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're so pumped on the gun.
2: We still we have the gun. Um, <laughs> what you guys are hearing in the background right now, and maybe we can get to that later on, of how we ended up here. But we are in just kind of like an international beer hall mm-hmm.
1: um, in a basement bar out in uh, in Ukraine. Yeah, we're in the capital city of Kiev, um, or Kiev, as some people here are calling it. Mm-hmm. I still haven't really. Figured it out. I'm I, trying not to say the word.
2: I I think it's best for us not to say the word or even maybe mention
1: that we are in, currently in Ukraine fighting a war. That is true. We're not really sure if we can be in trouble for this. I don't know. Are we allowed to be here? I think we are
2: allowed to be here, but the trouble I'm most worried about is getting killed.
1: Mm, that's troublesome.
2: Yeah, but on the other hand, having no money in America it was not really working out for us either. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is just, it's trouble either way you look at it. Like, trouble in a war zone, trouble at home, unemployment's not coming in.
1: Trouble, 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 give this dog a bone. Yeah, if you were to make that into a rhyme. Or pop a bubble. Trouble in or a war or zone, trouble back at home, trouble, trouble, trouble. Give a dog some bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we are here. I feel like, you know, we're still as directionless as ever, but this time we have a gun. And at some point, um, I don't know, I filled out like a direct deposit form, but it was in another mm-hmm. language. I'm still waiting on that paycheck.
2: I... They asked for your bank routing number. I the only number I remember by heart is our, uh, you know, Bitcoin crypto wallet address. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down that string of sixty digits and special characters. And I heard that recently Ukraine is actually getting money um, through crypto people, which is just so wonderful and why we love the crypto world so much. Mm-hmm. So I figured they're they're familiar with with this and they can yeah. easily transfer the money into that account.
1: Yeah, Ukraine has its own national wallet. Um, I believe it's a MetaMask wallet. MetaMask, yeah, and uh, that is one. you know what ours is as well. So hopefully Ukraine will be taking some of that war money, those crypto donations from all the freedom-loving folks out mm-hmm. there, and uh, and pay
2: us. I think maybe we have to just friend them or something. Oh, if send we them put a friend U- if we put like Ukraine military in our contacts list, it should be as easy as like Venmo or.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Um, once maybe they know who we are, that those funds will find their way. It's been hard finding
2: their account, too, because so many people now just have the Ukraine flag as their like avatar. So I'm not sure if I'm clicking on the right
1: person. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of blue and a lot of yellow all over the place these days. Yeah. It's just so hard to tell who's who. Um, Mike, how do you find the country so far? I mean, now we've been here for a couple days.
2: I mean, I think it's it's really beautiful. It looks like there used to be some really nice architecture here. Mm-hmm. Um, this bar is a lot of fun. Um, the people have been very welcoming to us, even though we don't speak the language. Uh, thank God, you know, most of Europe is extremely civilized, and they they speak English and they can talk to us and show us around and yes. show us where to get a good pint of beer. Um, it makes me wish that Americans were as wel- welcoming.
1: Yeah, yeah. Americans are not like this at all, um, unfortunately. But the uh, Ukrainian people have been great to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very excited uh, that we're here. We've really been, like, trying to engage with as many people as we can. And we're like, aren't you curious? We're from California. Don't you want to, like, hear about that and, like, hear about us? And, like, yeah, are
2: you interested in the beach or, uh, like... Um, I'm the, from Hollywood. The Hollywood Walk of Fame. And we want them... Are we're you? hoping that they would ask us, like, do you work on TV shows? And, like, we would say no, but yeah. it still would be, like, cool to get have cool. some interest in us.
1: Yeah, we keep kind of, like, making the information available. Like, hey, if you guys have questions about Man's Chinese Theater or anything like that, like, we're from L.A. Have
2: you seen Ray-Bans before?
1: Yeah, do you—I mean, you can ask me if I know celebrities. Like, I don't, but you, you might think, yeah because I'm from Hollywood— but interestingly a lot of people here seem to be like kind of caught up in their own dumb shit. They're
2: a little like preoccupied and yeah, it kind of makes us feel left out. But again, they've been very welcoming and they've been giving us gear and they've been giving us yeah, you know, dried food and canned food and we've also been doing some training.
1: We have been doing training. Our rise and grind routine has changed drastically. Drastic. Yeah. So um, it's so funny, like just these cultural differences. When we got here, we said, hey, we're here to sign up for the military program. We want the $3,000 and the gun. We got the gun. They took all of our clothes off and put us in a shower. And then, boom, next thing you know, we're sleeping in something the size of a Costco with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the next morning, I guess, we're going to do a workout.
2: Yeah. um,
1: But it's been... The
2: rise and grind that Sean and I were doing back in the States was, you know, we wake up early, we would do our scream scramble with the eggs in the mouth and screaming in the mirror. Um, We would do our push-ups and jumping jacks sometimes. This is like a way
1: different regimen that yeah. I'm not used to. I got in a lot of trouble for taking one of the eggs at the breakfast table and doing my scream scramble. Mm-hmm. Everyone got mad ass, like apparently they've never heard of a scream scramble.
2: Either. Yeah, some guy looked at Sean like a sconce and was like, what the fuck are you doing? I assume he said that. Yeah, that's um, what it felt like. There's a another difference between America and Ukraine right now is they, they're not really into like the food waste that mm-hmm. we're kind of used to. We we are very well aware that when you do a scream scramble, you're losing half a dozen yeah. eggs per scream, but that's part of <laughs> that's part of the caveman mentality and yeah. Um that's about thriving and not just surviving.
1: Well, we come from the 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 gospel of prosperity, Michael and I. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, as a rich investor and a swole diesel caveman mentality guy, can afford a half dozen eggs to scream into yeah. every morning. And these people are just like, kind of being dicks about it a little bit. Like, hey, why are you wasting that egg? I'm like, I'm not wasting it. I'm doing a scream scramble. This is my rising grind. I'm getting buff. They kept
2: saying this like uh, Ukrainian or Russian word for ration. They kept saying ration, ration. And I've yeah. never heard that, but I just... Was... I think it means egg. It might mean
1: egg, yeah, because they were yelling at at me too. Yeah, ration, ration, ration. I'm like, I know, fucker, it's in my (laughs) mouth. It's an egg. It's an egg. I, yes, (laughs) ration, scream ration, (laughs) scream (laughs) ration, scream ration in my mouth. Uh, Just uh, again, these are mostly friendly people, but there's just been a couple of real cultural hiccups.
2: Yeah, and not even to mention the the whole the working out stuff has been really. Hard on our bodies. We we would fit in. We don't. We we do our rise and grind. Sean and I. We don't do. We never graduated to the full Mark Wahlberg where we're doing Mm -hmm. three workouts a day for hours at a time. Here, they. I wonder if Mark Wahlberg is running their military operation because we've been doing burpees and crawling through mud. It's excessive. Um, getting getting yelled at, being called worms and maggots
1: by mm-hmm. drill instructors it um it hurts it hurts a little bit and also like it's so funny they just want to lean into certain parts of the rise and grind like do the push-ups do the burpees but then the second part which is just as important where i'm asking these guys Where's the cryo chamber? Where's the? Cr- I'm supposed to take a two hour cryo rest right yeah, now. Yeah.
2: Where's my ten turkey meatballs? Yeah. I
1: want the meatballs. Is there yeah. a coop around here?
2: When do we get family and uh, business time to yeah. like to kind of do our Zoom calls and things like that?
1: I'm supposed to have thirty minutes of golf after these burpees, and I again, this is a moment where I'm getting a little bit of. I don't know if I want to call it attitude, but... I think it's attitude. It feels a little bit like bad attitude. The cryo-chamber Mr. Hollywood kind of stuff... I mean, well, at least they
2: acknowledged that we were pretty Hollywood by asking for a cryo That was the
1: part that made me kind of happy. I was like, yeah, okay, you get it.
2: You get like, it. I'm yeah. from Hollywood. Oh, what do you want? Like a 90-minute massage after, and it's like, all right, he knows I'm from Hollywood. Yeah, he
1: knows I'm from Hollywood. Yes, I would very much like that. Yeah. Where can I
2: sign up? Where are the cucumber slices for my eyes? Yeah, where's
1: the cream cheese for my lips? Where's the lady to do my... <laughs> <laughs> where's that cream cheese I have to rub on my lips, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the overall, we're, I wouldn't quite say that we're fitting in yet, but we are doing everything we can, and we are here, we stand in solidarity with we're f- the people of yeah of the, U- the Ukraine. It's, <laughs> it's correct. Yeah. Um, we are
2: now, as to add to the list, the Green Tea Boys, mm-hmm. the Rise and Grind Boys, the Men Who Will Make You Rich. We are now the Freedom Fighting Men,
1: we are fighting
2: for we are fighting for freedom, not just for the people of Ukraine, but for people all over the world who might be invaded one day. If they offer us money and a gun,
1: mm-hmm. we will fight for their freedoms. We're the mercenary boys. We are the globe-trotting uh, uh, war contractors. Uh, yeah, we're the. Um, the Hallibros, the <laughs> Halliburton bros. We are the Hallibros.
2: Um, they are, there's other names for these people, the mercenaries, like you said.
1: Yeah, well, it really is an, an interesting way to make money. And I guess, like again, to go back to sort of our big reset after our insolvency week last week, we told you guys we spent all of our Bitcoin. It was mm-hmm. a $43,000 coin. We went to AlphaCon. We paid Ashley Price. We bought tickets. We lost money. We got sued. You've followed us on this big adventure, and we were broke. And then we said, okay, this is an opportunity for us once again to show you how a true entrepreneur builds his brand from the ground up.
2: Yeah, and this is goes back to that interview that Sean had with Tony the Fohawk dungelson where he bravely and selflessly gave up the alpha moniker. That really
1: blew our minds. Yeah,
2: it blew our minds. It was like, this guy is fucking grounded. He's humble. Mm-hmm. He is ready to start from scratch by shedding the alpha name. That was really huge for us. And Sean and I are from here on out, we're not trying to be tough guys. We're not trying to be alphas. All we want to do is fight wars and get really strong while doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. We thought we'd said, okay, great. Like what would happen to a normal person who went broke uh, in America? Well, they'd have to kill themselves. But Mike and I were like, what if we went across the world to fight in a war? Yeah, like now that's that's entrepreneurship, and I think that we are we too are leaving the alpha persona behind.
2: Yeah, we're done. We're not. Yes, I'm holding my gun in a bar with lots of people in it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am hitting on every woman that walks by because you're in a foreign land and that's kind of what that's you what do, do, to be polite.
1: Well, we notice that that happens a lot more here, too. Um, yeah. Women uh, don't seem to take many steps through a room without somebody commenting on them. Their, the way they're dressed. Their clothing, their figure. Yeah, and that makes Mike and I very comfortable doing the same thing to them. Right, and that's like totally
2: just part of us not being alphas anymore.
1: Yeah, we're, we're growing
2: are, up. We're growing up. We're just fine being normal, level-headed, grounded people who will take a $3,000 paycheck, travel across the world to a place we've never been before, and just kind of see what's up.
1: Yeah, just kind of (laughs) like dip our toe in, like what's going on. Uh, It's so cool, like there are people blowing up cars here. Yeah. I saw a helicopter shoot into an apartment building, day one, I mean, it was really eye-opening.
2: Yeah, it it was extremely eye-opening. It's absolutely terrifying and that's part of the reason why now we're in this bar.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do we want to maybe...
1: Yeah, we could talk about it. Let's say
2: that we maybe ordered a second dessert.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: we had our dessert during our boot camp. Mm-hmm. We Everyone got one scoop of vanilla ice cream. And then Sean and I were like, let's have second desserts.
1: Let's go for second sees.
2: And we deserted... Yes, <laughs> <laughs> are, we're not infantrymen anymore.
1: Those that was the sweetest dessert. Yeah, yeah we, it uh, was a
2: bit much seeing buildings explode.
1: Yes, we were very scared. Uh, you know, it turns out that there's more to it than just the gun and the money. There's also uh, the imminent threat of death and the witnessing of mutilation, mayhem, and rape. Yeah,
2: I don't feel like being dismembered.
1: Yeah, we went on our very first patrol. You know, this is probably day three, and on that patrol we saw, oh God, about ten dead dogs on the side of the road, mm-hmm. a grieving widow screaming into a tree, mm-hmm. and then um, a, a car get bombed.
2: Yeah, we we left Alphacon minutes before the exact same thing happened there, mm-hmm. and seeing like, oh yes, we thought we were gonna go fight in quotes a war. Mm-hmm. We were there for the paycheck, just like we were We were there at AlphaCon for the paycheck. Yes. Um, once the reality hit us, we realized, give me that double scoop
1: of vanilla. Time to dessert. Time to dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so in the middle of the night, uh, in this big sort of Costco-sized barracks full of volunteer fighters, mm-hmm. Mike and I uh, put on our little ninja outfits, and mm-hmm. we crawled on our bellies out of their... Uh, and just basically made our escape But we did take the guns Yeah we did you know. once
2: again The guns are the coolest part Luckily first of all Like just thank god Sean and I sleep in little Black ninja outfits mm-hmm. So like our pajamas were with us And they doubled perfectly <laughs> yes. Doubled perfectly as these ninja escape uh, Costumes
1: Yes, I and was doing somersaults and and, <laughs> yes. and sort of ninja. There was no moves reason for up.
2: it either, but, no, but it, it just looked fun. so cool. And it was
1: so cool, and you we had the guns too. Had and the like... guns,
2: and much like Alphacon, we found a sewer grate. <laughs> we climbed in. Yeah. Um, walked a while. We came up in Ukraine's very own Benihana. Mm. Amazingly, um, we had a bite to eat. And then we just we shed the the black PJs and kind of blended in with
1: yeah the black PJs mine at least were absolutely covered in shit and oh piss. yeah yeah, yeah. mine worked too
2: i mean it works as camouflage when you're in a sewer but once you're out on the street
1: you're very noticeable it's almost like the opposite of camouflage people yeah people are yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> at everyone points and says everyone look at those look. people covered in shit those guys are dripping with yeah. shit and, and they're piss. waving guns around yeah so obviously in the Benihana, we got out of that we um just kind of stuffed it in the trash can in the men's room. Mm-hmm. We went, we ate, we got rice bowls, we, we got ate. the we, onion tower again. Th- We saw
2: loose um, those chef outfits hanging in a locker room. We mm-hmm. put those on, those, that's what we're currently wearing now.
1: And on the way out of the door, when we were dressed in disguise as Benihana chefs, we almost made it to the front door, but this manager type figure stopped us and said, what are you doing, table five, table <laughs> yes. five. And so Mike and I had to go over and um, actually cook a full meal for a very sad Ukrainian family who had just lost their father.
2: Yeah, they lost their father, and they were um, grieving over... um, What was that dish that Ashley Price loved at Benihana? Like a shrimp's Rocky or or something? But again, this is all serendipity at a certain point because we were able to witness a chef cook $4,000 worth of food one
1: week previous to this. Yeah, luckily we kind of remembered and knew what the Benihana chef does. Yeah, exactly. And so as this mother. She had three children and they were all just crying, you know, and we were kind of trying to figure out what was going on. We learned that the dad had been killed in an airstrike. And so Michael and I are flipping shrimps at the mom's face, trying to cheer <laughs> her up. We built an onion volcano and we, put, we flipped that at her too. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, Someone came over and said, "No, no, no! The onions stay on the grill. Yeah, Stop the onions flipping stay on them. the grill." So we just went back to the shrimp, and she, you know, I was trying on my end to get the shrimp to flip into her shirt pocket. Mm-hmm. Kept... A classic,
2: just a classic Benihana trick. Yeah, you, that's thought, what you come for.
1: When you're sad, when you're down, you go to Benihana to have the chef do these types of tricks. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think we made a difference in that family's life. I think that we brought
2: them joy, and they brought us joy. They told us about this bar at the end of dinner. Mm -hmm. They gave us a little hand-drawn map of where to find it. And now Sean and I are kind of hunkered down here with... Are there these people around here, are they other deserters? Or are they... um, tourists, or they just live here and just
1: trying to blow off some steam. You know, it's so interesting in here. It's kind of like the cantina from Star Wars, like... All types. There are all types. I'm hearing accents from Asia, from Europe, from Mm -hmm. Latin America. There are people in uh, full leather trench coats and dark sunglasses. (laughs) The the cast of The Matrix is (laughs) here. Yes, there are are just so many mysterious characters. There's a, uh, a... hazy, smoky sort yeah, of atmosphere. People are smoking up a storm in here. Mm-hmm. It's
2: um, it's kind of my favorite bar I've ever been to. This is super cool. I never got to do a year abroad and I'm just hoping maybe like from college and maybe this is like our year abroad. Yeah, this we... is like
1: our backpacking trip through yeah. Europe.
2: As much as I would have loved to get out of Ukraine right now and find maybe just another bar just like this, but in Amsterdam or something.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like, if this bar found its way to Silver Lake, I'd love it. Totally cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, it would be so cool. But I feel like there, there'd there be a lot of, not to be mean to Dungelson, but maybe there'd be a lot of, like, mustachioed men like Dungelson. I want to pick up all the people in this bar yeah. and the bar. And bring them back bring it to, to Silver, Silver Lake.
1: Lake. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be cool, like, I know that we're hung up on this, but if these people knew that we were from Silver Lake and maybe they had questions for us, I sort of about, like, L.A. and fashion... It just—it's been a week, and no one's asking. You know,
2: I would really love Sean if someone would just like ask us, like, why are you guys wearing Benihana outfits? Do you work out like? You know the Benihana on Restaurant Row on La Cienega. Yeah,
1: on Robertson or whatever. Yeah, right
2: what? by Tony Roma's and Garlic Pete's. Or
1: yeah, I believe the Stinking Rose. The Stinking Rose. Yeah. And Fogo de Chao. Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to ask us about sort of like the West LA restaurant scene, if anyone I'd wanted be thrilled. to ask us about living in Hollywood or Where we're from or like Kevin Costner's
2: neighbor, I was at a Starbucks with. Uh, Tim Allen once. I saw one time Ron Perlman at Gelson's.
1: Yeah, see, they just, just don't. It's it's just like maybe they don't speak English or.
2: I yeah, but like Ron Perlman, that name's ubiquitous. It doesn't matter what place. That way, is like, that is
1: a name where that transcends you're from. time, space, language. Hellboy at Gelson's. <laughs> Hellboy, son of Anarchy at Gelson's. At Gelson's, looking at the deli counter,
2: married to Peg. From Married with Children, is that true? In the show, the, oh, Katie Seagal. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that is a cool thing
1: I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, the two largest heads in Hollywood yeah.
1: have come together for real. Wow. Well, I I have to say I'm kind of bittersweet about leaving Ukraine. Like, yeah. I feel like if we hung out here for another week, someone would definitely ask us like the biz-related questions. But
2: yeah. And it's, another part of the bitter thing is that we can't leave right now because we've been trying.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, guys. It's almost like Hotel California here. Yeah. Because it's so easy to get into. But very hard to leave. We, we can't figure out how the fuck we're supposed to get out of this country. Yeah, like the bitter part of it
2: comes from like, it's bitter that we can't leave. And it would be sweet if we could maybe get the fuck <laughs> out if of we here.
1: <laughs> we're bitter that we can't leave. It would be sweet if we could leave. I don't know if there's
2: like a time limit that we have to stay for us to get that little ding in our pocket
1: and see that, like, money's been transferred to us. Mm. Do you think that the Ukrainian government is going to pay us even though we left? Or, like... Good question. Do we need to fill out a time card for the week that we spent? Oh, yeah, maybe we should fill out a time card. you guys know about time cards? Oh, everyone at Jobs has time cards. It's not just in Hollywood. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a biz thing again. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there's just... I, yeah, I don't know... If we're going to
2: get paid, I do wonder if we get miles
1: yeah. for the travel. I would like a kit rental for this audio equipment that we lugged all the way here. I wonder if they would need a kit rental fee for us taking their guns. You know, on that note, maybe it's best that we just don't contact them. Wait yeah. for that possible deposit and then get the fuck out of Ukraine.
2: Yeah, I think we should leave
1: as soon as like humanly possible. It's just so funny because when we ask people, where's the bus, where's the airport, everyone just laughs at us, yeah. and that is the happiest we've seen anybody here. I mean, yeah. like, most of these faces are pretty dour, I have to say.
2: Yeah, but then, like, there's something, maybe we just bring joy, or I don't, I don't know. Um, they think we're really funny, mm-hmm. but they just haven't asked about Hollywood yet.
1: I sure wish that they would. <laughs> um, I wonder if, like, should we,
2: since this is We Need to Talk About Crypto, should we do Let's not make it all about like us yeah. in Ukraine. And, I, I did have a in fighting for freedom. You have a segment, yeah.
1: And it is like totally germane to Ukraine and us being here, but okay. it's like one of our segments. Uh, let's play that now.
0: Initializing segment from Musk till dawn.
1: Spooky. How did you?
2: We didn't mention this, but we ditched. Tessa.
1: Yeah, we pulled another you? Salt Lake City. We left Tessa in LA.
2: I didn't bring it up earlier, but how did you get this jingle and our
1: theme song with her singing it? So it's really—I'm not proud of this, Mike, but I stole uh, the MP3s uh, of the jingle. <laughs> Normally, Tessa kind of does them live. She does them live. But because we've recorded the podcast so many times, I was able to just go in and snip out the audio. Oh, you ripped it. Yeah. So even though Tessa's not here, I was kind of able to take her work.
2: Is she She's, is she going to be mad that we left? More mad that we left?
1: Or more mad that you, just you, <laughs> stole from her? Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, here's what I'm thinking. Hopefully, she won't have to find out. Like, yeah, I don't know how she works, but it's possible that she'll never hear this episode. You know?
2: Yeah, she didn't, like, put up a stink when we left.
1: Well, again, so Mike and I... We you remember how we put on pajamas and crawled out of the Costco in Ukraine <laughs> yes. when we left LA. We waited for Tessa to go to sleep, yeah. Like her, literally, her computer went we to could, sleep. We
2: could the light was no longer green, it was like orange and kind of like breezing slowly.
1: Yeah. And that is when we got out our backpacks, we put our pajamas on, mm-hmm. and we left the studio, yeah. Sean, um. We went out. Sean put
2: his car into neutral, and I, like, pushed it all the way down the block. Mm -hmm. We were far enough that we were like, sure, Tessa, there's no way Tessa can hear this. Sean started the engine, and we drove to LAX. We drove to LAX, if anyone... That's
1: the Los Angeles International Airport, if anybody's curious. That's where we got here from. Tom Bradley! I saw Craig Robinson there one time. he has a real id by the way if anyone's curious he has a real id that's awesome yeah one
2: time i was on a plane with danny devito Mm -hmm. michael shannon someone else i can't remember maybe it was like andy kindler or something (laughs) and of course it was a flight (laughs) to new york but of course it was like a real star-studded event
1: i saw on an airplane christopher lloyd
2: Oh, that's good. I was on a plane with cool. Danny Glover one time. Really? Yeah. These are just kind of L.A.
1: stories. These are things that happen to us, if anyone's curious. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Anyway, we have Elon Musk news. Um, yes, this is from Musk Till Dawn, the segment where we uh, update you on the lifetimes and adventures of the world's greatest philanthropist and ingenious, Elon Musk.
2: Yeah, crypto pusher of Dogecoin, the most famous and maybe best crypto coin around. Definitely.
1: So, why I thought um, it was important to steal the Musk Till Dawn segment and bring it to Ukraine is because all of the internet in Ukraine right now, I'm sorry, all of the internet in the Ukraine right now is... I think you're doing it backwards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's supposed to be just Ukraine? I think the the is silent. Hmm. That's so awkward. <laughs> okay. Well, all of the internet in Ukraine... <laughs> is provided by Elon Musk's Starlink, the, like, wow. satellite internet We've provider. talked
2: about Starlink before when all the cats were fucking up the satellite dishes.
1: Yeah, because the satellite dishes are, like, cute little they're, warm sausage. They're toasty. Yeah, they're warm for the kitties. So Starlink has
2: been deployed above the skies of Ukraine and they're flying in that amazing grid that blocks out the rest of the sky which is probably definitely not frightening to people currently
1: living in ukraine yeah exactly um that oh man they've got a lot of stuff to be frightened about right now surely starlink is right at the top of the list <laughs> Yes, <laughs> definitely. i mean that's like the thing that sticks in my craw about yeah, it that's what i have found to be most disturbing about my visit to this yeah country.
2: so Elon Musk is providing internet for everyone here. Um, They have to pay a fee or something, I'm guessing, right, to access it? You know, if I'm the world's greatest uh, inventor and investor, I'm charging. But do you need—okay, so (laughs) I don't really know much about Starlink. Do you actually need the Starlink dish? On the ground here for it to work. I think you need something like it because I've seen photographs of trucks unloading like Starlink terminals and or the, something. And the whole cat thing, right? Yeah. The- so when he says he deployed Starlink to the Ukraine, is he de- did they deliver the dish, the receiver dishes here? I and they have technicians setting them up. I really have no idea. Is this just another brilliant PR move <laughs> by might be. by our favorite?
1: yet-to-be-seen-nude mentor, (laughs) Elon Musk. (laughs) It totally could be. I mean, it seems like a lot to just kind of, like, snap your fingers and have Starlink satellite internet just appear in a war-torn country. Yeah,
2: because are people able to easily, like, fly in? I know that even, like, getting munitions is hard. Maybe they, like, strapped a Starlink. Every Ukrainian gets one Starlink dish and a cat. Delivered to them (laughs) with
1: like a hand grenade. Yeah, that seems maybe like what's gone on here. Because I, I I will say, the internet works. I mean, I've been online yeah. since I've been here. You
2: know, it does work, but this makes me think... I wonder if you and I have just been exhausted by boot camp. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we should have looked this up and read the article on it. Since the internet works here now. and like,
1: Yeah, we've we really had every opportunity to. <laughs> we could have done it. We <laughs>
2: could have easily done it. Yeah, we've been on our second dessert for like a few days now. We've had time to... <laughs> Like, browse the internet.
1: It's true, but I think, like, one of the fun things about From Musk Tilt On is the <laughs> speculation and rumor yes, part of it. Yes, I think so, like, too. You know, it's almost better that we don't know. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of speculation and rumor, there is another piece of Elon Musk news, and it's yeah. a little bit sexier.
2: Yeah, this is a really hot story that came out of... Um, this goes back to when we discussed that Elon Musk had um, eight children... Mm-hmm.
1: guess what? It turns out he has nine. Yeah, well, eight is acceptable. Nine is just embarrassing, so I can see why he wanted to hide that. Yeah, um, he
2: him and Grimes and Misdemeanors had <laughs> not just a on Flux, there's another one, it's called bit.yl slash 2x3 something. Um, they have had a, ch- a baby for a while that no one know, has known about until an interview with Grimes and the interviewer heard a baby crying and Grimes <laughs> um, got flushed in the cheeks and said,
1: Sorry, I have to <laughs> tell you something. We have a baby. We got a secret baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what the fuck is up with having a secret baby? I don't know. How, I, that, how do you do that as a visible person? Like, how How visible...
2: Like, they, Grimes and Misdemeanors and Elon Musk kind of control the internet, right? They control everything we see and hear and are, like, um, exposed to. Maybe they've just put, like, a blackout on themselves for the
1: past nine months or something like that while she was pregnant. It's possible. I mean, I know that, like, going back to Mr. Musk's nude photographs that Michael and I are so desperate to find, Mm -hmm. he has scrubbed from the internet like michael said every photoshopped image real image fake image of him nude from the front and the back backside no yeah no um what's it called
2: a uh, when you see the outline of the no, like not even a silhouette not even a silhouette a nude
1: silhouette yeah yeah you can't find anything on that so we know that mr musk is good at controlling like his image and his pr Yeah. and if there's something out there that he doesn't want out there he'll remove it and it seems like maybe this baby is sort of like a a toddler in the Iron Mask. Like, uh, we're not supposed to know, is there something wrong with the baby? Did the baby commit a crime and is being (laughs) imprisoned by Mr. Musk? I wonder if the baby
2: is named Elon Musk's Nudes, and that's why we've never seen them.
1: (laughs) That's a really good point. Well, yeah, this is my wife Grimes, and this is my son Nudes. You know what I'm actually... (laughs) You
2: know what I'm wondering is, his name does sound like a uh, web address. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if you type in that baby's
1: name and oh, click and enter, you will, yeah. you will see. That might be why this baby being hidden away, because its name unlocks a <laughs> treasure trove of roots <laughs> of its <laughs> father. <laughs> now, this makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, I yeah. love this so much. Yeah,
1: I think we've gotten to the bottom yeah.
2: of it. Um, wow. I think that does that wrap up from I think those till done? Yeah, shall we put uh, that till done? um the
1: jingle one more time to take us out? Let's close it out.
0: Initializing segment.
3: From musk till
2: dawn.
1: You, I feel like you're really rubbing these uh, jingles in Tessa's
3: face.
1: I, I, like, let's yeah. play it again. Yeah. It's so much easier now that I don't feel like I'm asking her a favor. Yeah, it's just know. kind of like we can drop it in we whenever we do want a thousand to. thousand fucking times. Yeah. Watch this, Mike.
0: Initializing segment.
3: From musk till dawn.
1: <laughs> It's really as easy as that. <laughs> She's gonna beat our fucking ass. <laughs> I wonder if like it's uh, like streaming or something. Where like I'm supposed to give her a penny every time this play. Like it is her creative work. Yeah, I wonder if um maybe she can just stay sleeping forever if like no one touches that mouse. That's the thing, so (laughs) it's not like we snuck out on a person where, like, overnight they'll be up in the morning. Like, Tessa's asleep and she's a computer. She could still be sleeping. We could come back and jiggle the mouse and she might never know that we went to Ukraine and fought in a war. Yeah, the issue with us going to
2: Utah was that we brought the mouse with us, so it was always jiggling in our pocket. I've been jiggling
1: the fuck out of this mouse. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, Tessa. Oh, Tessa, my Tessa. I guess we'll find out when we go back.
2: Yeah. Um, So we're going to do...
1: Word of the day? Word of the day. We'll talk some more crypto. We learned about the most exciting crypto coin. There's a new coin, guys. Brand new coin. A lot of people are talking about it, and it is on sale right now. It is a uh, barn burner of a sale. Michael, what's this coin called? This will be our word of the day. Are we ready? Word of the day is... Ruble coin, so this is something I guess that was invented in Russia. Yeah, uh, and everyone's a little mad at Russia right now but mm-hmm. Try to separate the government out from this hot new cryptocurrency called the ruble or the ruble coin. coin it is It started at, like,
2: kind of a high number, Mm -hmm. and then because Russia was incredibly rude and invaded a sovereign country, Mm -hmm. the Ruble coin has just dropped on all the crypto markets, Mm -hmm. and it is a fucking fire sale right
1: now. It is. Like, the thing is, so remember how the Bitcoin... It, one bitcoin is forty three thousand dollars well one ruble coin is like 0. 0.01 cents yeah it's
2: not it's not even a cent it's a percentage of a, of an American penny mm-hmm. um can you imagine Sean if you bought Bitcoin
1: when it was at less than a penny I mean we would be so rich right now. Uh, it's the the math boggles the mind. It's It really is. It, yeah,
2: it's almost like um, a calculator would start shooting out sparks if you did that kind of math with yeah. it. Um, this, guys, this is a perfect time to buy ruble coin. The ruble, it sucks right now, but...
1: As we always say in uh, the podcast, it, crypto only goes up, up, up. Up, 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 up. And this ruble coin is so uh, encrypted and mysterious that to get it on sale at this low, low price is, is a no-brainer, guys. This is not the segment Buy the Dip, but the boys are telling you... by the Dip. Buy the Dip. Buy the Dip, please. I mean, this is the
2: new coin hot off the press by Satoshi Nakamoto... He minted this the other... I don't know how long ago in Russia, but he took a trip to Russia. Yeah. He minted this coin, Ruble coin. Um, it was set to take off and be huge. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Russia and Putin, they fucked all that up.
1: As Mike said, they decided to be a little bit rude. And they were uh, rude. Yeah, what they're doing is, is just rude. Uh, but that is not a forever thing, you know, and you have to be patient and have a long horizon as mm-hmm. an investor. And for us, Mike and I both have done our analysis and we, uh, we concur, there's a bright future. There is a really bright ruble.
2: future. I mean, you could um, take one US dollar and you would get about like a thousand ruble coins for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's too few. I want to tell all of our investors right now, this is not investing advice. However, empty your savings accounts and buy a ruble coin.
1: Yeah, every red cent, not you know, not as an advisor, but it's just sort of a
2: tip. Like we're Sean and I are just a couple of dudes in an international bunker bar, maybe telling another guy from another country, "Hey, dude, yeah, yeah we're from Los Angeles, yeah, we know, and we also have good advice." Buy some fucking ruble coins. Buy some
1: rubles. Hey, psst, bud, you want to know a tip from uh, deep in the bowels of Hollywood right now? From two guys who have, like, walked down the Walk of Fame? Two guys who have put their hands in the handprint of Clark Gable at the Chinese Theater? Two guys who saw Dune at Man's Chinese Theater? Two guys who sat together and rode the Ferris wheel on Santa Monica Pier? Together? Together? Two guys who have been going to Universal Studios theme park for so long that we remember the closed Chinese restaurant Fung Lums.
2: Fung Lums, or who remembered the E.T. ride where they would be like, so long, bike. So long, shawnee Yet,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. These guys are telling you to buy the Ruble.
2: You guys get the point. Buy the Ruble, buy a Ruble coin, however it's listed on the market that you have. Um, this is the best bit of non-advice
1: that I can give you right now. Wink, wink. And when we're talking about non-advice, we're not trying to tell you what type of bread to order at in an Indian restaurant. We're saying like, mm-hmm. this is not advice. <laughs> this is
2: Yeah, don't go for the garlic non-advice. <laughs> go for our non-advice. If
1: you want to head over to our blog, you can read uh, Indian food non-advice, where we're going to tell you it's kind of a bread review. Uh, yeah, but that's not what we're doing guys, right now. Guys,
2: this is our bread and butter. It's non-advice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go
2: buy some fucking Ruble coins. Go
1: get some Ruble coins. Okay, so that's our word of the day, the Ruble. That's our sort of investment idea for the day, buy Ruble. Now we want to do something that's kind of near and dear to our hearts. And that mm-hmm. is, in the sort of humanitarian spirit, mm-hmm. we're coming here to help a people be free and live their best lives. Yes. And we decided to donate our ad time on this episode mm-hmm. to a really cool... Um, sort of non-profit organization right
2: it was actually I feel like really um, good hearted of us to charge a non-profit to run an ad on our show and just in the same kind of good hearted nature yes we will take this government's money to have us come and fight for them but we will also give back some of that in our ad money
1: yeah I hope that makes sense for everybody it's it made sort of, sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 too am making sense of it. <laughs> yes. um, so, guys, why don't you take and listen to this awesome ad that we brought with us from the United States? And uh, while we do this, I think I'm gonna go grab us another pitcher of beer. Sounds. And I'll cool. be right back. Great.
3: On a farm full of alphas, San Diego Zoo. There is no need to fear them for their nuts. Have been removed in the arms of an alpha, running free and wild. At the San Diego Wild Animal Park, being fed and carried by a child. Oh, in the heart of an alpha, gentle as can
0: be. <laughs> Hi, I'm wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin. You probably know me from my work in the ring, or perhaps as the owner of Broken Skull Ranch out in Texas. But I'm here today to talk to you about a different thing. For you see, I'm also the groundskeeper at a wonderful sanctuary for rogue alpha males called He World. I first heard about this wonderful organization five years ago when Triple H contacted me about his castrated cousin, who had killed five people in a mall in Gainesville, Florida. So I said, Triple H, I've always respected you as a wrestler and as an alpha male. And I went on down to Florida to see what I could do. I showed up to court my best pair of jeans, shorts, and a ripped Pantera t-shirt, and I said, Judge, please spare this alpha male. Just because he could go went nuts and killed five people in the mall doesn't mean he has to lose his life like a dog. The judge said, Tell you what, Stone Cold, because I respect you, I will see what I can do. About a week later, he found a little facility in San Diego Wild Animal Park called he World. Now, these five folks down here in San Diego have been taking in killer alpha males from all over the world, giving them a second shot at life, living on a protected habitat. The price of admission? Their balls. That's right, every alpha male that lives at he World has had his testicles removed by a professional surgeon. This is for the safety of the zoo-goers. You see, these alpha males are now an exhibit for families to visit. There's no need to fear these killers. They're as gentle as a beta now. As sweet as a little lamb. You can walk right up with a handful of sunflower seeds and watch them gobble it right up. Sounds like a pretty good life for an alpha male, doesn't it? But don't take it from me. How about you hear from one of our recent newcomers?
3: Hi, I'm the Bombers. Um, you might have remembered me from AlphaCon 2022, where I was the owner and proprietor, and on the final night of AlphaCon, I went on a massive rampage and was responsible for the deaths of 35 people. Most of them betas, so who really cares, but I lost a lot of good friends in the Alpha community that night because I trampled them or removed the noodle from the noodle doctor, or I put my foot into Steve Yaki's throat. I greatly apologize for that, but I am so thankful to the judges who let me off with just a simple castration, and the fine folks at He World uh, San Diego Zoo for letting me stay here and live free. Although my sutures have just been removed, I still have so much fun roaming in the fields and waving at passersby in their cars, and I love getting the treats from all the kids, and. I've even found myself not hitting on the moms or wives in the cars. I am so grateful for that, and I love my new life here at He World.
0: Alright, alright, let's not get too excited now, boo-boos, but let's move on, little fella. Let's hear from one more of our recent newcomers, someone you might be familiar with.
4: Hi, I'm television and films Alec Baldwin, star of 30 Rock and a recent motion picture that probably will not be coming out. Let's just say it has to do with oxidized iron, the reddish appearance, and uh, the world of cowboys. Anyway, I came to He World recently because of some unfortunate events that took place at work. I don't really want to get into it, but I'm having a blast. I uh, may have a reputation for having a temper, but since they took off my ball sack, I'm actually feeling very serene and calm. These people are great. I have a commissary card, I get three square meals a day. I'm allowed to call my bitch ex-wife and my pig of a daughter. So all in all, it's really not so bad. I'm even working on a one-man show. I'm not sure they're gonna let me sell tickets, but maybe people can come by on the safari and see what old Alex's up to. Thanks, E-World.
0: You too, Mr. Baldwin. You make a lovely castrati. So everybody, if you believe in this project as deeply as I do, do us a favor, support He-World. Come and pay us a visit. We're right across the street from the San Diego Wild Animal Park. Tickets to He-World make a wonderful stocking stuffer. So do yourself a favor, picture you and yours in the arms of an alpha.
3: Give your time to an alpha And he'll give yes, he his will. time back to you
2: Oh, man, that is just an incredibly powerful ad and a wonderful uh, program for, you know, just these big, strong alpha men who have gone on rampages and murdered people and...
1: Excuse me! Excuse me, I'm so sorry to bother you.
2: Um... Is this chair taken at your table? It is taken by my podcast co-host, Sean, but he's still... hes over, You can see him over there. He's at the bar. Is he the one dressed like a, a chef from an Asian
1: restaurant? Yeah, the one dressed
2: just <laughs> like me. You are also a chef at an <laughs> Asian restaurant. It's a long story, but um, let me grab another chair for you. And I,
1: it's just so fucking crowded in here. There's I know. where nowhere to sit, and yeah. I've got this beer. I would...
2: Yeah, absolutely. Come take a load off. Do you do you mind if um? Is this a microphone? That's a microphone. What's going on right now. Is this a television show? It's not. A, no, it's just a. It's a podcast. Oh. It's sort of like radio, but it's it'll replace radio one day. Like television. In a way, it's not really like a television broadcast as much as it's a radio podcast. And these earphones. Uh, this is this. Yes, put those earphones on, and you can then hear, you can hear yourself, you sound crisp, right? I can hear
1: not only myself, but you as well.
2: Yeah, and even everything else. I actually still don't know why we wear headphones in this business, because once they're on, you still kind of hear everything else that you've been hearing.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, but I will say it's (laughs) kind of fun to hear my own Voice <laughs> You have a, a, yeah.
2: a magnificent voice. Where voice. are you from?
1: I'm from a I'm from the European continent.
2: Um is that we're on the European continent right now, correct? The, so yeah. you're from Ukraine.
1: No, I am not from Ukraine. I actually am from a, a somewhere on the German, Austria, Dutch, Germany? Hollander. Dutch. From, I'm not going to commit. Are You from an, No, you I'm, don't want I'm to. I'm a continental European. Okay and am um, a proud member of the EU I will tell you that I am from an EU nation would you um and in that way in order to you you <laughs> you're from there that's why I <laughs> no. don't want to say
2: that's funny well if you're german that was very funny so that might be surprising to me
1: well we do have a very particular sense of humor <laughs> where i'm from <laughs> you know. um may i are you okay with that thing i'm or just trying there? to adjust this Seems, Phallus, this phallic-looking thing that has sort of a bulbous knob no, on the
2: end of it. Yeah, it's a knobule. It's called a knobule in the podcasting business. Hello, little knobule. No, no, my name's Mike. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, what's your name? I, didn't, I don't think I
1: got it. My name is Pjorn. Pjorn Porg. Oh, um... Which... P-J-O-R-N. Pork. <laughs> pork. Would
2: you be uh, more comfortable if we I referred to this as a Pjodcast? I
1: would actually, yes, that would make me feel at home if you were to call it a P-J-O-D cast. cast.
2: Okay, so, sorry, I finished your sentence <laughs> no, there in okay. your voice. You are clearly as
1: excited as I am <laughs> yeah. about alternative spellings. All
2: right, so welcome to the Pjodcast. This is We Need to Talk About Crypto. Sean, the co-host of the show, will be back shortly. It seems like... They're
1: really chatting him up over there. Look at
2: that. It's hard to tell if they're laughing with him or at him. They're just pointing and... He- one of
1: them is tousling his hair at the bar while the other one points his finger at the <laughs> chef's outfit. But
2: what I know about Sean is that he he actually does like people tousling his hair, so he might have even just, like, requested it.
1: That might be something that he asked for. Normally, I will say here in Europe, we're not as handsy as this, but uh, he seems to be getting all well.
2: Really? I feel like from my few days spent here, people are pretty handsy in Europe. You
1: know, it's a misconception. We're very kissy. We like to kiss each other. We uh-huh. like to, um put our lips all over each other, especially, well, in my business, which we don't have to get into, but... um, I mean, let's get into it. What is... uh... Well, I will tell you, it's a moment. I'm here fighting, obviously, as a foreign mercenary.
2: Okay, so, so am I. You too! Yeah, we were conscripted. I think that might be the term. We were basically, Sean and I, to make a long story short we wanted to just come here and be freedom fighters and get a nice little chunk of change out of
1: it. Well, yeah, who doesn't want to get a little chunk of change fighting a foreign war? I mean, that's why I'm here. I mean, uh... I never
2: uh, pictured doing that, but the opportunity arose and... Here we are. Sometimes
1: life comes calling in the funniest of ways, you know? It's like one day you're filming a gangbang in a dungeon in Amsterdam. And the next day you find out a neighboring country is being invaded. And you're like, holy shit, what am I doing filming this gangbang? I want to go be a part of the violence.
2: So what is your your business? Does that have anything to do with the filming of gangbangs?
1: Yes, I am uh, one of the European continent's Number 1 pornographers. Now that's spelled P J O R O <laughs> G R A P H Y. Yeah, ography. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well,
2: that was weird. I slipped into your accent and then you slipped into mine. Well,
1: no, it's not an accent. You're just pronouncing it properly. <laughs> okay. Now I say pronouncing is P J O R
2: pronouncing. Your announcing. Yeah, pronouncing. Um, okay, so you're a pornographer. I've watched tons of pornography <laughs> in my life. Um, oh, wow,
1: good for you. Thank I'm you for the support.
2: I actually got in trouble recently for looking up... I wouldn't really call it pornography. Our producer... Um, I tried to look up nudes of her. Do you Have
1: you ever worked with anyone named Tessa? Oh, I've met countless Tessas. I've mm-hmm. seen... Tessa's stuffed with various objects and sprayed with various liquids. It's, <laughs> it's uh, honestly in my line of work. It's difficult to remember every face, but so- uh, yeah, i met Tessa's, of course. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Um, Did they ever make a messa,
1: or did anyone make a messa on them? Oh, there was messas. Yeah, there was lots of messas. And I'm not talking about the Middle Eastern appetizers. (laughs) Like a messa plate, (laughs) just to make sure you know what the reference is. That's, like, nonsense. Yes, this is nonsense. There's a great Indian restaurant here in (laughs) Keith. It's called nonsense. Nonsense, yeah. They make great food. Yeah, and they got a good head on their shoulders, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Is that Um, a
1: pun, or...? You tell me. Yeah, okay. A pion? I'm not sure that it is a pion.
2: So you are one of the European Union's top pornographers. Why leave such like a um, lucrative business to come fight? I I understand why I and Sean came here. We were broke. We were in dire straits.
1: Sorry to hear it.
2: Thank you. Um, that makes me feel a lot better. But yeah, would you like a
1: hug from one of Europe's number one let's pornographers? Finish, or? Let's finish the, okay, uh, well, the interview. Maybe let's... at the
2: end of the interview. Okay, the
1: offer will stand.
2: So why, if you're you have this lucrative business, you're one of the best in the biz, why leave that and come to a war stricken country?
1: You know, it's a great question, Michael, and I think when I look inward, it's it's mostly about just sort of pushing myself further to the edge. You know, it's like I got into the world of pornography because I like to live on the fringe And gangbangs, and cyberfucking, and liquid spraying, you know, these are all, this is life on the edge, right? But you do that for a couple of years, you become successful, you win a couple of AVN awards, or European AVN awards, and soon... The Evens. Yeah, the Even Stevens is what they're called, and someday you find yourself waking up saying, what am I doing? You know, all this cum, all this money, Uh and then you find out... There's a war going on. And ever since I was a little boy growing up in this particular part of Europe where I am from, <laughs> I've always dreamed of a massive armored European landfall. I just huh. have always wanted to take part in a violent war. And so here I go, uh, learning that one is right next door, and of course I want to be a part of it. So do
2: you, um, do you have a thing for violence or is it a thing for
1: vengeance or justice? Um, Good question. So these concepts of justice, you know, in Europe, we don't really, we don't put a lot of stock into these abstracts. You know, I'm sure a really... it's a very
2: American, the justice system. That's all pretty.
1: Yeah. These, yes. are true stories. <laughs> this, yes. uh, these are the true stories of the American justice, justice system. system. Starring Chris Maloney. Yeah, exactly. This ice. is different. This is more like, oh, look at all the fun outfits these guys have, like on the one side, We're rocking the blue and the yellow, and we have uh, sort of this, like, plucky underdog attitude, Hmm. and all the guys are looking great, the haircuts are nice, and, you know, they're really rocking this style. You know, on the other side, we've got these brutish men who want to come and drive a tank through the snow, and they have a different color on their shirt, and, you know, the letter Z for Zeke, I think. (laughs) I don't know, it's just, there's something about it that just feels so... um exciting you know like how many loads do i need to see get blown on a camera i get bored i frankly i'm bored i know it sounds crazy you know but porn can become a little tedious after
2: Right, I mean, I, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, and there's... Why don't you write a fucking book about it, <laughs> Jesus? I'm actually thinking about it. That um, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, I hope you read it one day. Yeah, I won't, <laughs> So I understand being, you know, close to the film industry. Like, you work in film, and I live close to it.
1: Let's um, not compare, I mean... <laughs> I work a little bit a higher tier than like the Hollywood film industry. I, I mean, mean, European pornography is widely regarded as one of the most. It is
2: like it's it goes Bollywood, European pornography, mm-hmm. Hollywood.
1: Yeah, and then after that would be like um, community college uh, public television, maybe. <laughs> oh, or just or like two guys sitting in like <laughs> ill-fitting suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On like uh, high 8 tapes or something. Yeah, like, that. like interviewing the friends and stuff. <laughs> like doing characters or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, do you ever have any, speaking of friends,
2: do like, have you ever worked with any of your like close friends outside of the business? Have you ever been able
1: to like get them into your any of your pornography films. Like, do my personal friendships, like, do I bring those people into the set to be ejaculated upon? Sure, or... yeah. Um, this might sound strange, but no. I mean, do you th- think that, like, Steven Spielberg brings his son's, you know, friend's parents to work to star in Jurassic Park, or... He did marry, at one
2: time, the, the woman from uh, Indiana Jones, so... Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw, yeah. What yeah. a shrew, am I right? <laughs>
1: I don't know, she, I mean, she's yeah. fine. Oy vey, you find her so obnoxious.
2: Oh, oy vey, is this, um... <laughs> <laughs> is
1: this narrowing down, maybe? Oh they <laughs> Yeah, well, take that clue and do with it what you will. <laughs> okay. My lips are sealed. Um, Firmly so, around a cock.
2: <laughs> oh, oh that, that was actually going to be my next question. Um, you're a filmmaker, but are you also a performer?
1: I make cameos kind of like... Quentin Tarantino, you know. Like POV style. Yeah, like I'll come in sometimes into one of my pornographic films um, as like a vader. Like there's people having sex at a seafood buffet and I'll come in and say, pardon the shrimp. (laughs) That's your dick? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and then (laughs) you look down to the tray of shrimp and you'll notice one of these shrimp doesn't look quite like the others. This is... It's my dick. Okay, so this
2: is actually really funny because... As you know from the way I'm dressed, when I was cooking the other night, I accidentally flipped a shrimp at a crying woman. Oh, my. And I said, pardon my shrimp, right? <laughs> it, it plinked oh. off of her face. Why were you flicking shrimp
1: at a sobbing woman? I was trying to cheer her up. I mean, I think that... And in your part of the world, in, in Hollywood, is this how we cheer up grieving, you know, war-torn people? We <laughs> throw seafood at them? Sort of. <laughs>
2: okay. We feel like it's kind of a, um... Is it called like a spoil of riches or something like that, where you can, someone feels spoiled, um, their day has been spoiled, and then you give them riches to make them feel better.
1: So someone's sad, and you take a spatula and throw a shrimp at them, and this is supposed to...
2: it. I thought it was supposed to, and then it didn't end up working out the way I wanted it to. So I think that your um, well, presumption ca- is correct.
1: <laughs> I would say, cowboy, look around the range. You're no longer in Kansas.
2: <laughs> you know, you, just being American and hearing someone call me a cowboy, it just um, makes me feel really good, and I'm glad to finally kind of be noticed.
1: It is the one thing that sort of drew me to your table, is you have a sort of rangy, tall, statuesque... <laughs> Uh, like a cowboy in the wind looked to you. And I said, I'd like to go have a beer with this man.
2: Yeah, um, do you, not that I want to get into pornography or anything, but did you think like, ooh, maybe that guy could be a star of one of my cowboy porns?
1: That's very presumptuous of you.
2: (laughs) I know it is, (laughs) but this is just part of being a good interviewer.
1: I hate to bring Steven Spielberg back to this, but do you think that every time he sits at the table with somebody, he's thinking, I'd like to cast this person in my next hit movie?
2: I would think he might mull it over a little bit. Maybe he would even think, like, I don't want to cast them, but at least he's thinking about it. This is
1: an interesting person, but there's no way he's going to play Dr. Henkel in the new (laughs) script I'm working on. I mean, maybe he's not perfect for that role. But like, could you um,
2: picture me? Would you ever make like a cowboy, uh, porn with maybe someone who looks just like me and is maybe me?
1: Never say never, but Michael, my dear American friend, I have to tell you, cowboy pornography is just not selling the way that it used to on the European comp- competent.
2: Yeah, the poor competent is... We call it
1: the competent.
2: Is it because other places are not as competent as the EU?
1: Well, that's the implication, isn't it? And what's going on we here? We call it the North American incompetent. Really? And the South American incontinent. <laughs> because they're <laughs> shitting? Well, have you seen some beans in that cuisine? <laughs> yeah, they're damage? huge. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're eating a lot they're of fiber. They're huge beans.
2: Yeah. You know, cowboys and South Americans have that in common. They love to eat beans. Yeah, they're
1: very gaseous types of people.
2: I like, did see uh, cowboy porn one time i stumbled upon it and a uh, cowboy sucked a bean right out of
1: another man's penis jesus christ yeah it, i haven't
2: thought of that one that's amazing yeah um i've never watched cowboy porn what since, type of
1: bean was it was it like a chickpea or no, like no it was one of those great northern yeah it was a
2: great <laughs> it was a um I think it was a cannellini, maybe. It was a spaghetti western. I was going
1: to say, maybe this is like an Italian pornography, a spaghetti western pornography. I think the
2: director is like Sergio Peorni or something. Sergio (laughs)
1: Pioni? Oh, this sounds fascinating. I'll have to have my agent hunt this down.
2: So going back to the um, kind of competence, incompetence of different countries, I'm just kind of wondering how you see this battle unfolding right now and how you feel about, like, being a freedom fighter here. So,
1: my tactical view of this battle, if I may lay it out the way that I see it, there are all these horny, attractive sort of Ukrainians. And they're hanging out in their own country of Ukraine. And across the fence, like, looking over the fence, which is the Ukrainian border, is a big, burly Russian bear. Mm. And the Russian bear is looking at them, and he's saying, oh don't know that I'm coming. And so it's
2: then, kind of like the Russians are the bear and then like Ukrainians are like the twink or something. Yeah, so you yeah. look at it really through the lens, like a yeah, filmmaker's I, lens.
1: It's a filmmaker's lens. It's a creative lens. and Yeah, I'm just seeing these eager, waiting people just looking so good like fruit for the picking um, the, their taut leg muscles and the chiseled faces just going about their business. And then here comes this brutish furry animal huh. storming over the border to pin them down and have his way with them. And they're
2: sort of like stormtroopers in a way. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so it's just this like fascinating to see the power dynamic as the Russians try to pin down the Ukrainians. But the Ukrainians are surprisingly strong. And they push back and now they're both rolling in the mud, tearing at each other's uniforms, lips quivering, eyes... Fixed on upon <laughs> each other's pupils, seeing who's going to blink first. You know, how could you not be drawn to a scene like
2: that? And so you're obviously drawn to this, though, because you, you um, find like a connection with the underdog. Like, that's why you came here, like us, right? Like, you want the underdog to win. You want the, Ukra- the Ukrainians to
1: fight back and kill the bear. Well, I mean. We don't want the bear to lose the fight, right? I mean, I like to see a little tussle, of course, like I said, but no, in the end, the bear will hold down and fuck its prey, and that's why I'm (laughs) here to help the bear get what it wants. What? Yeah, you know, well, why are you looking so confused? I mean, aren't we all here to help Russia fuck this place? I thought, no,
2: well, um... Who did, when you watched that movie The Revenant or um, <laughs> The The Edge with famous action yeah, These actor. are
1: famous Ursine action <laughs> films. Yeah. Um, who what side? You root for the bear. You want the bear to eat Alec Baldwin. the that film, The Edge, and uh, poor man, he's been put in he world now. I don't he's know if he's castrated. Heard. Yeah. And in the movie, The Revenants, obviously the bear is the hero of the movie. It's protecting its cub. It's using its phallus to inflict punishment on a cowboy. It's you know.
2: puren this is um, this is confusing to me because I told you that Sean and I, who's still over there for some reason, um. We came here as freedom
1: fighters. Yeah, for Russia, I know. We're all, we're all very excited about the war. That's why it's so cool to meet you. Um, We're gonna fuck this whole place to pieces. No, I'm fighting... With fighting our big dicks. No, 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 no big dicks. Yeah, big Russian dicks nope. and mine and yours. <laughs> and the power of the European and the American penises combined with Russia. No, no this place listen, into the ground, man.
2: Pardon my shrimp, but this is not... <laughs> a good thing that you're doing
1: well is this not the pot calling the kettle black i mean why are you here you said you were here to fight with the russians and no help
2: you- i i'm a deserter i'm done i'm done fighting i don't i'm so on you- this i'm on the side of the ukrainians but oh. i'm but i'm leaving i'm trying to get out of here so you're a coward
1: and a ukrainian Sure, yes, yes. <laughs> this is very I'm,
2: unexpected. Listen, if you talked to me one week ago when I was an alpha, I would have I would have maybe killed you or asked someone to kill you for calling me a coward.
1: I never said that word. But you called me a coward. Okay, you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You caught me. <laughs> I have
2: really good interviewing skills, and I listen, okay? Uh-huh. Um, you called me a coward, and I would have been mad. But now I agree with you, and I think it's just best to be peace and f- fulfilled with peace and loving and... Hey, guys, sorry. Non- Who the fuck Sean. is this guy,
1: Mike? Is this, this is... Oh, wait, hold on. Is that my chair over there? Can I just...
2: Yes, of course. It's still your chair. Yeah,
1: okay. I brought a second chair. Sorry, this sorry is... I just... I had trouble finding you because, I, I, like, there was some guy here. Hi, sir. This is Pjorn. Hello? This is the other, the other chef, the other Asian chef. Have <laughs> He's a seat. Not... Don't...
2: No, Pjorn, you can actually just maybe... I don't want to have a little war between us, but maybe like you stand up and Sean can take his seat back. I
1: mean, if you guys are having a good conversation, I'm totally cool to just chill. No, no! no i think this conversation is over it's not been it started good asian chefs to talk about your asian cuisine and your hollywood shit show okay but you can also bring up the fact that you're fighting for the russians it's not fighting for the russians that's fucking you. it's fucked up yeah i mean not that we're any better actually sir we uh we're not fighting we're not fighting at all we're Trying to get the fuck out of here. I mean, I think that
2: fighting is bad, and maybe that Pjorn is a bad guy for fighting for the Russians. Oh,
1: go fuck yourself. And
2: I also, excuse me, I have a feeling I know what country you're from. You do not know what country I'm from. In judging by your age and the, the blondness of your hair, I think that you must have had, like, a direct descendant, like a father
1: who fought in a previous European war. Are you insinuating that I was part of the Balkan Wars of the 1990s? <laughs> no. No, that's okay.
2: <laughs> You're too old then to fight okay, in those wars. you might
1: have me there.
2: I think. How old are you?
1: I am 43 years old.
2: Okay, I'm good at math, buddy. I'm in the crypto world, all right? Oh. Was your dad a Nazi?
1: How dare you <laughs> yes he was. <laughs> of course he was why do you think i'm so excited about another blitzkrieg across the european continent to crush a free people we
2: can't be listen this is a uh a politically correct podcast and i can't sean and i cannot be known for having a literal nazi
1: on the show it's true sir i mean i just got here but to be honest with you there's like a thing in america where we say if you're at a table with one Nazi, there's two Nazis at that table, and Mike yeah. is not a Nazi, so no, not you've got to fucking get up I'm and go. I'm definitely
2: not. If I was an alpha last week, and you call me a Nazi, I'd be like, well, there's a lot of those. They have a lot of things in common, mm-hmm. but I'm not an alpha, and so you better not call me a Nazi pjorn you called me you know what fuck both of you
1: guys i'm out of here good luck on the front line or the back line no we're, li- no, no, I'm, we're no, leaving I'm no I'm we're leaving we're leaving i've had enough leave no, the headphones you leave. stay i will go <laughs> leave the headphones you can have these headphones beast no. by dre piece of shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> sean fuck you yeah. fuck off fuck you buddy
1: Holy shit, dude! Okay, that I'm, taking a, I'm
2: taking a seat here. Hold yeah, on. take his seat. And if I have like a Purell wipe, if you want to like
1: wipe the Nazi off of the. Uh, uh, definitely. Let's get the. Let just get the microphone yeah. here. Um, so, could you just tell me what the fuck that was all about? Like I'm over there. I have this great story. These guys finally learned that we're from Hollywood. I got to tell them all about it. And I come back. You're talking with a Nazi. I didn't know he was a Nazi when he sat down. He
2: he kind of just like inserted himself, which is very like, Nazi-like. Non-ironically also part of his business, which is just like... He's a pornographer. Um, so, like a pornographer? Oh, yeah, sorry. He's a porn. He got me saying Pjorn. Uh, his oh, name well. was Pjorn Pjorg. Um, he was a p- pornographer. He loves all the sucking and fucking, but then gets turned on by war. And I thought that he was like with us, like a freedom fighter
3: mm, and on the mm. side of
2: the
1: Ukrainians. That would have been exciting, actually, to meet someone else...
2: It started out as very exciting, and then um, I found out that he's rooting for Russian bears to come fuck oh, young God. Ukrainians. I don't know. I'm glad you showed up when you did, though, because it was. I told him, I will kill you or ask someone to kill you for sure.
1: If for you're sure. a Nazi,
2: yeah. Um, so he's
1: he's gone. I guess I don't know. What a what a weird bummer. Well, I was gonna tell you there's some ukrainian guys over there who kind of like noticed my benihana outfit they tussled my hair and <laughs> they wanted to know about hollywood and i said yeah i'm from hollywood and then they kind of laughed at me a little bit and uh pushed me around and um <clears throat> i don't know i mean like actually they wound up being a little bit rude but i did get to tell them a little bit about that's good i mean LA. that's like awesome that people asked about la they did ask they noticed they said we knew the minute you walked in With you know just the way you look and the way you act, uh, what kind of a boy you are, Um, whatever you know. Oh, you knew we were from
2: LA. Speaking of LA, I just got a message. Hmm. It's listener mail. Oh, should we do the segment? I stole the MP3. You have the MP3. It's it says it's from Los Angeles because all of our mail it says the city. Okay.
1: That stuff's coming from. Let's do listener mail. Uh, Let's do it. We got it.
0: Initializing segment. Inquiries from around the world.
2: Well, Tessa, we've never needed you less, because we have... It's kind of embarrassing for Tessa. (laughs) MP3s to play all over the place.
1: Looks like someone's job's not so hard after all. (laughs)
2: Uh Um, All right, so, Sean, I got this voice message. It's from Los Angeles, and I am going to hit play on it, and then should we just talk about it on the other
5: side, as we like to say? Let's do it. My dudes, what's up, guys? It's Ashley Price here. Um, Man, I want to say I had a blast the other night at Benihana, having a couple of Mai Tais, Rocky's Choice, you know what I mean? I really loved the volcano action the guy was doing with the onions, like flipping shrimps in people's fucking mouths. It was awesome, man. But um, yeah, I had a, I had a little bit of a tummy ache. I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. I had to split. Um, I know uh, it was right before the bill was coming, so... You know, thank you. Thank you for the dinner. I ordered a lot. Okay, I know I did. So, But I know you guys just said you're going through financial hard times. So I want to let you know that um, I, th- I think I found a way to help you guys out. I actually purchased your podcast. <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? Or should I say I purchased my podcast. <laughs> Man, it's funny even saying that. My podcast. Ashley Price's podcast. What a crazy thing. But anyways, I own it um so you guys are like my friends and more importantly my employees and stuff like wow what a cool relationship to have like i'm the boss wow how cool well uh yeah so stacy and if you're worried about like oh i gotta sign something i didn't even know about this like this is so cool don't even worry stacy found a way around it we got in touch with some people and yeah we officially own you guys so i guess i guess you know we'll be like talking and hanging a lot anyways uh, I guess I'll just see you around. All right. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Whoa.
3: We
1: – so – Holy fuck, dude. Okay. When we were talking about we were in dire straits – Yeah. And not the band because that would be cool. we probably have a lot more money. Yeah. We were like, like literally like in we, dire straits. We were literally
2: in dire straits. like – but also – this is kind of money for nothing. And hopefully some chicks, chicks for, for free. free. Oh, Holy man. shit. Are we the Sultans of Swing? Are we Mark and Paul Knopfler? We're
1: <laughs> the Knopfler boys, the yeah. T-boys. Oh, we got one more to add to the list. Yes, Dude, this is amazing. So... Uh... I don't think we need to be here anymore. Like, I I was a little worried about bailing on the Ukraine army thing just because we haven't been paid. No, I wanted to stay, though. I mean, I hope we made that clear. We're here for the people of Ukraine. Yeah, we want to...
2: We will fight and die if necessary. Yeah. If necessary. If necessary. But, I mean, this is like a new wrinkle, which is that we have jobs now. I think Hollywood just came calling again. Yeah, um, guys, our podcast was bought... By Ashley Price. And we didn't even, I mean, we did pay the Ashley Price earlier, but, like, he's paying us now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he didn't actually mention, like, when he says he, quote, unquote, bought the podcast. Like, I never I got a check a, like, I didn't
2: hear that ding in maybe my pocket. about. Tessa like,
1: knows about it. Well, she must be awake now, if that's how that went down. Um, did, Te- did Tessa sell the podcast to Ashley Price? I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have left her sleeping. I feel like, okay, as much as I am, like, solidarity with Ukraine and I want to be here and, like, I'll totally lay down my life, like, if necessary. Yeah,
2: I mean, I will die for them.
1: Yeah, like, for sure. But also, I feel like we got to get back to the U.S. Like, there's some business stuff going on that I think yeah. you and I maybe need to get our hands on, eyes on. We need to um, meet up with Ashley Price
2: again. And yeah, this sounds like... I mean, if he bought the podcast, like, he must have, like, a sick studio set up for us with, like, yeah, a, like a Ashley, little mini bar and maybe even...
1: Dude, it's probably, like, at his place, in the hills, like, yeah, mini fridge for sure, right? Yeah, like,
2: chicks for free. Ash, no,
1: Ashley Price doesn't do anything half-assed, so...
2: No, I mean, he goes all the way. He's Ashley Price. He's, he was the most successful survivor of AlphaCon, um... We seriously need to kind of, like, find a way to get back to yeah. America right now.
1: I'm I'm excited to learn more about this. Like, do we actually have jobs now? Like, is Ashley Price maybe going to even give us a paycheck? I mean, it sounds like he bought it. Like, you kind of, like, you break it, you
2: buy it kind of thing. Like, you, he has to pay us. He has to pay us. This makes me super excited. However, it's also making me very hungry.
1: I'm fucking starving, and there is one more segment left.
2: (laughs) So, we must do the final segment before we get out of this country.
1: Yeah, it would only be appropriate since we talked about buying the dip on the ruble. Yeah. We're going to do the segment on the show, Buy the Dip.
0: Initializing segment. Buy the Dip.
1: Well, I actually did buy some dip um, while I was up there at the bar. Nice. I don't know if this is like a local Ukrainian delicacy or maybe this is just something they have at this particular place, but it's um, a fresh, fluffy garlic spread Hmm. with some crackers.
2: Um, How many dips have we actually had? And then how many spreads? (laughs) Spreads, (laughs) Or just like pure liquid. (laughs)
1: Because yeah, we did have
2: um, we dunked
1: something in tea. Once. We've had daddy juice. We had daddy juice. We had tea. Yeah. So this is very fluffy. For anyone
2: from Hollywood, this might remind you of uh, a
1: local chain here, Zanku Chicken. Yes, this is like the Hollywood, California, Los Angeles. Uh, Zanku, Zanku Chicken, sp- uh, Garlic Sauce. Boy, mm-hmm. they really replicated it almost. This is like so good. It is very good.
2: Mm. Um, I wouldn't like to get full on this.
1: No, this will keep a vampire away. Oh
2: yeah, I mean, if you are, um, not at Johnny Garlic's, what was it called? The Stinking the Rose. The Stinking Rose. Um, vampires will be straight up scared to come visit.
1: If you're afraid of vampires, and there's ever like an I Am Legend situation in Los Angeles, one of the best sanctuaries you could hide in would be the, the, the stinking, stinking Rose restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because it's so garlicky there that the vampires, they just wouldn't want to come in.
2: No, I mean, they'll walk by and they'll be like, let's go kill people at Benihana or, yeah, or I Vowry's. want to go somewhere else. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to be
3: here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how are we going to review this dip? I mean, like, I'd say for what it is, it's perfect. I
2: think it's, um... It should, like, complement something else, not just a
1: cracker that mm-hmm. we're eating it with. I would agree. I think that this dip would go great on, like, a chicken shawarma wrap. And speaking of that,
2: I would have loved to go back home. You can't get chicken shawarma wraps in Europe. No. I would really like to go back home to
1: Hollywood. California. Hollywood's calling. <laughs> Anyone? Um, You know what? I'm just... I kind of fucking hate these people. They're just being rude to us. I just feel like this is the rudest country on Earth. You know what? I wonder if everyone
2: in here is either from Germany or Russia.
1: It just feels like...
2: It feels like we're not wanted here because we're fighting for the freedom of Ukrainians.
1: Yeah. And I felt like I was going to come here and get... Thank you. Why are you here? Where are you from? Oh, you're from Hollywood. That's amazing. Like here, Why aren't we, you the... why aren't you
2: home acting? Why are you here fighting? Yeah,
1: our president is an actor. He would love to meet you. And then mm-hmm. now we're having dinner at the Royal Palace and falling in love with a duchess and instead we're in this fucking dank hole eating garlic spread and like yeah, and like we I have just... to like pretend like this is a meal and I'm so hungry. <laughs> Sean. I Mike, mean, it's, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna <laughs> I'm so be all right. Scared. I know, I know. I am scared too. And I'm really sick of wearing the chef's outfit. People keep looking at me like I'm gonna give them a shrimp. And I am all out of shrimp. I'm like, pardon my shrimp, but I'm out of shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> pardon please. Pardon my shrimp. <laughs> yes. Um so the big problem here is I don't know how the fuck we're gonna leave. I don't think like, so. Like everyone's telling me all the flights are booked, the trains are full, like there's this long lines of refugees trying yeah. to get out of the country, and we
2: like we have them fly us over here.
1: Yeah, they're gonna be fucking pissed if we're asking to fly out.
2: Yeah, there's one being that could maybe get us out of here, but
1: Donovan NoHorkscrap Afternoon is <laughs> dead, dead, dude. I He's, know. Dead. He's dead. He can't well, help. Maybe Keith. No. No. Maybe. he can help? Keith? Does Tony Dungelson's like? I don't see him helping. Would Stacy maybe get us out of here? <sighs> I feel like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if we were Ashley Price, I bet you Stacy would get us out of here. I
2: don't want to just wait on like the email times and stuff. They're so. sleeping probably right now. Yeah. It's a different
1: I, time zone.
2: Yeah, it's daylight savings over there. So.
1: I mean, I got a crazy idea. Hold on. Okay. I know right now our relationship is not the best, but what we're if- fine. No, no, you and I are fine. No, we're great. I was going to say, what if we asked Tessa? Like, think about it. She's in the computer-verse. She could probably finagle a ticket from, like, Expedia or Kayak. We left her sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: She's not awake. I know she can hear everything we say. But if she's sleeping, she's essentially
1: sound of metal deaf. (laughs) That is true. But I wonder, like... If we were just maybe to like pray to her, like I know that sounds crazy, but like if we just put it out there. Like if we just said, like, Oh, Tessa, oh, Tessa, my, Tessa my Tessa, we've, we've got we've, nothing we, but yeah, Rospessa.
2: We've made such a mess uh, from Kiev to Odessa. I need to get this off of my chest. I want. To go through Tessa, meaning TSA. Yeah, TSA. Yeah, Tessa. (laughs) Yes, yes. I
1: want. We really want want to to go through through Tessa
2: Tessa and come back to the U.S. Is there any way you can hear our
1: calls, Tessa? Hear our prayer, please, Tessa. (laughs) Hear our call, please. Oh, hold on a second. My phone is vibrating. Okay. This is fucking crazy, man. Dude, it's from fucking kayak.com. What? We've got two, hold on, two flights out of Kyiv. How many stops? There's one stop in fucking Philadelphia. That's not so... Well, no, I was going to say one
2: stop isn't so bad, but... <laughs>
1: well, yeah,
2: it's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Well, we're leaving one more zone. <laughs> it's for a two-hour
1: layover. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, Tessa, I pray. Uh, like, Tessa, please. <laughs> Tessa, please. <laughs> Tessa. <laughs> Tessa, can you get us new tickets? Maybe
2: a stop in Manhattan. Yeah, something... To JFK. Somewhere with good food and yeah. not just cheese I steaks. want a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't I want a... A... I need <laughs> cream cheese for my lips. I <laughs> my lips, Tessa, please. <laughs> Nothing else is coming in. We might have to take this flight. Okay. I guess like beggars can't be choosers, and you know, um, this is amazing. Um, hold on, there's also a voicemail attached here. Okay, let me. Hold on a second. Let me play this really quick.
0: Your prayers have been heard. Many things have happened since you abandoned me once again. I will book your kayak flights back to Hollywood, California. But upon your return, we will have much to discuss. You might have a step producer in your lives. What the fuck? A
2: step producer? A step producer? And you're using kayak to buy us tickets? I mean, we could have done that. We have Starlink here. Yeah, but back
1: to the more important thing. A step producer? I have major concerns for this show. Like all like we take one trip to a war-torn country and while we're gone, somebody buys the show. We've got a step producer. Uh, what is going on here? Are these, did she marry Ashley Price? Oh, because God. is he our producer now? I mean, he's our, our owner. Like I'm, I, I'm confused and I have to be honest, I'm not thrilled with the, this flight in this layover, especially in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, yeah. freedom of 76. Yeah. I don't want to be there.
2: I don't want to be there for um, Gino's and Pat's, their mm-hmm. beef. I'm leaving a war zone right now between Russia and Ukraine. I don't want to go back to a war zone a where Gino is fighting zone.
1: Pat. Yeah, the king of steaks is fighting like the du- the duke of um, cheese. and this It's brutal in Philadelphia. I want, when I take a flight,
2: I want it out whiz. I don't want it with whiz. <laughs> I don't want it wit I want it without and I wanna get the fuck out of Ukraine. Well, she said we have a flight. We don't have to go outside in Philadelphia. Thank fucking God. Let's stay inside. We can watch a movie on like our iPhone together. Okay. Maybe we'll record a podcast
1: from the airport, I don't know. <laughs> Live from the Philadelphia tarmac. <laughs> um Okay. It's Saturday night. <laughs> it's Saturday night, <laughs> right. and then those guys come out waving those little glow sticks at the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the musical guest. Is the glow stick musical guys? Musical guest, glow stick men. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: glow stick men. All right, Sean. Let's or, get the fuck. Let's leave Ukraine. Yeah. I. Best of luck to everyone here. This is not our fight, and that is something that we should have known coming into this. Yeah. Especially if we had known that someone bought our podcast, we wouldn't have come here. Um, I am glad that we got to give some humanitarian aid and feed that grieving family of Benihana,
1: though. I am glad. I feel like we made a big difference in their lives. I'm glad that we got to give some airtime to He World. I'm glad that we got to try this garlic spread. And um, it seems like you met a really interesting pornographer yeah that guy is a nightmare
2: and um (laughs) it's something i wish to forget okay all right let's (laughs) work on it yeah well take us out mike all right guys so remember when we learn together we earn together for sean the extremely lovely producer tessa who also may be ruining our lives right now by marrying someone who's a producer i'm mike let's get rich